Welcome to Drop Zone, a Player Unknown's Battleground podcast. I'm Tim Catania. And I'm David Johnson. Hey, guys, some weird stuff has been happening uh, on our Twitch stream. It's new. We are, we're talking to Twitch support. But recently, uh, as far as we can tell, we've been streaming from another dimension. Like, yeah. David, you're the scientist of the, of the two of us. What do you think <laughs> happened? Uh, some gas clouds um, yeah. from Venus. Uh burst and the light reflected off of uh refracted off of saturn's rings Mm -hmm. and i'm just giving a men in black answer i don't know i think i think that's close to right basically (laughs) well i think it probably had to do with the hurricanes if we're gonna be honest if we want to look at like clues in the atmosphere and around us and and timeline of when it happened hurricane irma yeah i mean all i'm saying is it did rip a hole in time and space because it was spinning so fast (laughs) And, you know, global warming has really screwed up the environment and also dimensions. So all that is to say, accidentally, the other night, if you were watching, some characters from another dimension, Frigi 2 Dope and Violent D, were streaming the test server, uh, the new patches in the test server. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was an odd experience. It was very weird. We couldn't stop it. David put it through everything he had against it. He got all I his even, men. I even opened the door and checked in the room where my computer is to see if someone was sitting in that chair, and they weren't. They weren't. It was, but weird. it was like a specter of someone sitting in the chair. Yeah, you saw flashes of another dimension, and I saw my game running. It, it was, was amazing, and and we and we tried to stop it. He pulled the plug. He shut the power down to his house, and we couldn't even stop it. It just kept running. I ate my keyboard. So we're going to keep looking into that. If you want to see and try to investigate, that'll be on YouTube and our Twitch archive soonish. Soonish. And, and you can you can take a look and see what ha- what happened to 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 us. Um, who who are these people though? We don't feel great about it if we're being honest. We don't want people to hijack in our feed, but they did do a decent job showing the new features, so we're going to just take that as free labor. Because I don't think they can come to us for payment. I'm not paying them. I, mean, I don't know what I mean, money you're going to do to pay from. But, uh, multi-dimensional lawyer, like the G-Man from, uh, Half-Life. <laughs> from Half-Life. I think we're good. Not 100%. Not 100 on that one. But pretty dang sure. Well, what's all... Like, we should probably be prepared to pay them something. What's uh, what's alternate dimension Faco? That's a really good question. They do seem like that world's insane clown posse. So, Shasta? <laughs> That's probably more accurate than Fago wants to admit. Yeah. <laughs> Shasta would be excited beyond everything if someone was Shasta like, Shasta is like just Fago. alternate dimension Fago. <laughs> let's not, let's make a clear statement here. All right, so this is a, this is a Battlegrounds podcast, believe it or not. Uh, not and an we're going to not let... Clown posse. Uh, fan cast. Yeah, we're not going to let these alternate dimension uh, juggalos stop our stream, stop our I think flow. it's pub, pubgalos. Pubgalo. We're not going to let these <laughs> alternate dimension pubgalos interrupt our stream and our flow. And so we're going to get on to the patches that came out this week. Patches. Uh, you, man. Like, multiple you, We, we prayed for it last week. We did. Remember? We did we did a, a player unknown rain dance. We did. We we did a séance and he showed up and the Ouija board put out like six pages of notes and we're going to read that this is straight from the Ouija board. Can't get this anywhere else. <laughs> but no, you can check out in the show notes we have a link to the Steam page where there is some um 
Very interesting additions to the game. David, why don't you start us off here? Who oh boy. Um, yeah, where I, to start, right? I'm going to hit, yeah. Well, it's it's enormous. It's like where to start. I think I'm going to start with the vaulting update. Yes. I'm, I'm going to hit that first idea. before we start jumping into the, the other meteor stuff. And basically, uh, they said that they're aware that players have been looking forward to trying it out. Um, they have their dev, uh, Powell Smoluski addressed uh in a recent interview i think that we actually were talking about um kind of the issues involved with implementing vaulting if you remember from last episode there's just lots of objects and they have to account for every single one some algorithm it's like space math in there yeah i mean uh it's geometry too. the sequel that's how hard it is they got him they got they got that guy home from mars and now they're working on vaulting all right just leave him alone (laughs) Uh, he so, grew potatoes there, boys. <laughs> they said uh, they said that um, they're hoping for November. They're hoping to implement uh, on the test server some vaulting in November and and give it a longer period of time to uh, kind of be tested and played with. If if uh, if all goes according to plan, then hopefully maybe we'll see vaulting before the end of the year in in that would the be amazing. live server, the public server. That's what I want for Christmas, player. I know. <laughs> I want to dive out some windows. Yep. So that's, yes, that's super exciting. So we actually have at least something to look forward to. You know, it'd be cool is if it came out during Thanksgiving holiday. Imagine. Oh, boy. Yeah. I could I could overeat and then watch this much more fit specimen climb over things like I should be able to. <laughs> like we should if we were in the olden days, we could have. We also <laughs> would have captured our own turkey. That's right. Some sort of mechanism. I don't really know how you capture turkeys. But we would have. We would have cooked it ourselves. So Thanksgiving, if you're from another, we got a lot of people listening from another country. Thanksgiving (laughs) is America's excuse to eat too much. Now, I know what you're saying. That's always. (laughs) That's why we left England. That is why. We got, okay, so let me start from the beginning. (laughs) The Nina of the Pinta de Santa Maria, all right? Sailed to Plymouth Rock. Main mostly crash landed it because there weren't any sailors on there. Uh huh. And they were like, "You crashed. Gotta eat these turkeys." That was basically it. <laughs> it just so, crashed into a nest of turkeys. It was yeah. They very the fortunate. Pl- Plymouth Rock. They crashed into it and it cracked open and turkeys it's, it's came. It was a out. hollow a rock full of turkeys. It's a miracle. It's the last miracle in, in the Bible. <laughs> and it's very <laughs> anyway. Just it's late. We're recording late. And uh, so that's Thanksgiving. And is it excuse to eat a lot for Americans more than normal, which is amazing. <laughs> Have you ever heard of like fifths? That's what this day's about. Uh, and if you would like to join us, I'll give you like the pro tips for having your own Thanksgiving in Australia or wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. If you really, really want it, we'll uh, we'll write something up for you. Drop Zone's Guide to Thanksgiving for Foreigners. It's amazing. <laughs> it's the best holiday, if we're being honest. It really is. It usually comes with at least one day of work off usually two yeah two days of work off and this is not anything about battlegrounds but this is our podcast we do it or want and it's it's just like the only holiday you can't be mad like no one can be mad about mm-hmm. you can't take the christ out of thanksgiving he's not in it <laughs> it's about turkey <laughs> no one gets mad because starbucks is put a snowman on a cup it's about <laughs> turkey they're drinking pumpkin spice lattes and they're chilling it's the best holiday. Okay, sorry. Rant over. Official drop zone stance. It's the best holiday. Agreed. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fight so me. anyway, back to the patch. That was all in the patch, weirdly enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so back to the patch. Uh, idle players earning battle pesos. I don't know what BP stands for. If someone could please let me know. Is it battleground battle points? points? I think. So it says uh, we've implemented rules peas. that will not allow idle players to earn BPs. We will monitor this and prove the current system going forward. So I imagine that's just not giving you anything if you don't run around or if you don't pick up a weapon. I'm sure someone could bot it, but better than nothing. So maybe we'll have less games of just, you know, hey, it's down to 60 already. What the heck? You know, <laughs> we had that a couple times. We we're like, how is it so low? It's because everyone who was in the game was farming points. They're smarter than us on some respect then. Yeah, dude. I wish. OK, I'm not saying there's a good thing. I wish I thought of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wish I had maybe done that a little uh, before they passed this. Some, sometimes I think, man, I'd be a great thief. I'm pretty smart. I would never get caught. But apparently not. It's an easy crime. I can't even do an easy crime, let alone a bank robbery or something. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they're Also, they brought up the first person for Oceanic. I don't know that they cover anything too different there. No, not really. They just say um, that, uh, you know, they're they're still going to keep it to a first person duo and only, I think, for the moment uh, for solo. solo and squad. They'll continue to monitor the data. And I think they said after looking at the number of first person players in South America and Southeast Asia, they've noticed that it's increased recently. And uh, I, I would assume that means it's promising yeah. For, for them to see it next so, if they don't already have it. What it sounds like is they're hitting, like, they're just triaging it. So, hey, this player base is bigger, so we're going to tailor to them first. Right. Which sucks for the small, you know, people in other countries who are playing. But at least you don't have to test it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you or you could jump in and test it, but, like, they're, gonna, they're giving us all the uh, early stuff, and then hopefully you guys are going to get a finished product, and you're not going to have any crap to deal with, which is... I think probably the goal and why they're doing that too, because they have the biggest player base testing everything out. Right. But that's cool. So just more updates on that. They also, so here's actually the updates for this week that they mentioned. Uh, I'll go over these real quick. Client optimization. They optimize shadows. They improve the performance and low NPCs by optimizing buildings. Optimize client and server performance when there are multiple vehicles in close vicinity. And optimize the UI. So hopefully the game gets a little better for you guys with the lower NPCs. Uh, if you tried it, and we're having trouble, or if you had a friend who tried to play it on a lower-end PC, I'd encourage them to try again. Sounds like they're trying to make that work. So next is the UI. They added a new option to change the crosshair color. Yeah, very cool. That is very cool. I I, I, I want to fool with that. Um, they added a new double-tap feature in control options for leaning. Default key set to Q and E. Yeah, that's- so just to clarify, while we're reading through these patch notes, it's not that we want to just read patch notes on this podcast because we know you can read. It's that we have to because these are huge changes. Yep. So uh, just to be clear, and I want to say something about the crosshair. I changed mine to green. I love it. It's awesome. So so is your crosshair like like just when you're like... No, like just the crosshair on the screen. Right, just on the screen. Okay, that's that's what I was thinking. All right. It's awesome. I, re- I, like, I really like the color change. It's just a lot easier for me to see. I was going to say, is it easier to see? I don't know that it's helping me in the game at all, but it is nice to have the option. And I know for colorblind mode and that kind of stuff, I don't know what they had setting there for, but I imagine that helps with people who are colorblind as well. So that's really cool that they're supporting that very big community. Yeah. The double tap feature, how does that work? Have you tried it? I haven't. Um, I, I, was, know it was I was under the impression that, uh, well, that might be a different section um, related to leaning that you could sprint and break out of lean. Yeah, so this yeah. probably goes along with that. Yeah. So I imagine this is so people don't accidentally bump it, or maybe like you double tap and it holds, so you don't have to hold Q anymore. 
Yeah, may, may, that might, that makes sense. That might be it because right, I mean, right now it was like toggle, but maybe maybe there's an option to double tap, which does toggle it on. Like yeah, to and hold. maybe if you hold it, it just lets you lean. Right. Yeah. So and then you let go and you run. That would actually that actually seems like that would take some getting used to, but once you figured it out, that would be pretty useful. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm gonna have to take the uh, toggle off on lean because I mash it and. Then I'm like, why am I moving so slow? <laughs> but uh, if the sprint option got added in, I guess that wouldn't be a problem anymore. They uh, they added the new option to improve the visual effect of going from free look back to the character's line of sight. So basically, if you're like all looking around, um, I, I'm assuming that they made that a little less jumpy for when you let go of alt and you, you snap back to whatever direction yeah. you are, are actually facing. They added new key binds when using consumables. That's good. Yeah, I would assume... Uh, it's, there's some later in the notes, but I imagine okay. it has to do with uh, with that. Uh, so we'll, we'll get there in a second. Yeah, yeah. Teammates' names are now represented by their current postures, uh, i.e. standing, crouching, proning. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. That's I, useful I for uh, that. strategy stuff. Yeah, yeah. They added a new keybind to mark your current position on the map. Default key set to insert. That is fantastic. That's super useful because what was really annoying was, hey, there's a gun here. Okay, I'll try to mark it on the map. And by the time and you I mark it, zoom there, in. Yeah. yeah, I had to zoom in. I had to click my character, get, you know, just make sure it's dead on. Now you just hit insert and it's there and you say, hey, go grab it. And yeah. you can go on and keep looting, which is what you want to be doing. Um, so that's really cool. They added a new key bind to center the map around the character's current position. Default key is space. That's, uh, that's cool. They added a new key bind to use the consumables in order of med kit, burst aid, and bandage. Default key set to um, dash. Thank or you. I'm, so, I'm very excited about that because I can never remember which key to hit. I just hit all of them. All I know I is start yeah, All I know is nine is bandages, and I don't know what the <laughs> others are. I think eight might do med kit. I don't know for sure. <laughs> they added a new feature to reset the zero zeroing distance using mouse wheel click. They adjusted the position of the report window. They added a new feature in settings called inventory screen character render to turn off character rendering and inventory screen to improve performance, which I did, and it's great. Yes, Not that I was suffering from performance. I just don't care to look at it. I don't like. I don't want to look at my monster that I created. Especially, especially our alters. Yeah, the alternate alternate uh, universe versions of us are a little Hideous. rough around the edges, to say <laughs> the least. Monster hair. Let's jump down to gameplay. You take it. Sure. So they uh, they added a few things here. They said uh, distance at which shadows are rendered are now synchronized across all graphic settings to ensure fair play. Always like to see. That kind of stuff. Characters who are knocked underwater will now have a breath gauge and will take additional damage over time. That's good. It didn't make sense for you to go down underwater and then live as long as you would on land. That doesn't make any sense. They adjusted the balance of several weapons. Uh, So this is important for for all you players out there. They increased the crossbow reload speed by 35%. Let's say that again. Slam zone. They increased the crossbow reload speed by 35%. Slam zone. Get on it. The resident crossbow expert. (laughs) I want to see some more kills. The tummy gun has been removed from care packages and becomes a world spawn. Now supports attachments such as the silencer, vertical foregrip, and magazines. That's awesome. Horizontal recoil scale has been clamped for greater consistency for weapons with high horizontal recoils. Okay. Okay. Good. I don't know. I I, I can't divine what that means, but I'm very excited about it. Uh, You may now holster grenades by switching to another weapon or unarmed state unless the grenade has already been cooked. That's good. That is very good. The firing mode of weapons will now remain consistent with the firing mode that was selected after dropping a weapon and picking it back up again. I can't tell you how many times I've dropped a weapon 
like a big dumb idiot, thinking I had the other weapon out to trade weapons, and then picked it back up, and then forgot to change the auto. Yep. And gotten murdered, so that's really good. Uh, and the last thing here is they adjusted the collision damage of motorcycles. Hopefully they lowered it. <laughs> well, like, that's not what I, you want. Oh, lowered the damage, never mind. Yeah, I want less damage for uh, cooler tricks. There you go. That's probably exactly what they did, bud. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, Actions is the next section. The recoil animations are updated for all weapons. They adjusted animations and balances of throwables. So uh, here's some examples of that. They decreased fuse time of the flash grenade to 2.5 seconds. They increased the lethal and injury ranges of the frag grenade. They Hmm. improved the animation for throwing grenades to allow for increased speeds and more accurate trajectories, but decreased visual trajectory distance of throwables. That was a mouthful, but sounds like you can throw grenades faster and more accurately. Good. Cooking of grenades is now manual. Default key set to R. Okay, so see, I was wondering how they were going to work around that, being able to holster a grenade, because it automatically cooks if you start to throw it. That makes sense. That's great, because that means you can pull your grenade out and, like, move a little before you throw it or cook it. Right. That's helpful. You may now toggle the throwing mode between overhead and roll. Default key set to right mouse click. I thought... Oh, they're saying you can toggle it, like, leave it on over underhanded if you want? I would yeah. assume that was what they mean? Okay. The um, the movement speed of a character affects the trajectory of throwables. That's good, because I, I like to, like, sprint and jump forward when I'm trying to make a real long throw, and it doesn't really make a difference, but now it might. Now now it makes you look cooler. Yeah. I mean, now you don't look like an idiot, because it does something. <laughs> uh, they improved leaning animation, leaning on the left side to expose less of the body. Sprinting will no longer prevent regeneration of breath gauge and will stop leaning state automatically. Thank you. Yay. Um, you may change your stance while reloading without canceling the reload. That's, That's good. good, too. That was frustrating. I got to lay down, but I need to reload. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Next thing here was some the sound. Added new sounds when using consumables. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the medic, med kit one is gross sounding. It's real gross. Well, to be fair, like, if you're healing from, like, you know, almost dead, you're probably, theoretically, real bad off. Doing some surgery. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it sounds like someone took, like, a tray of spaghetti and just stomped in it. And that's how they got the sound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. It's, it's just Yeah, it's, it's gross sounding. <laughs> Which is great. They adjusted the audible ranges of reloading and window breaking. Okay. They added a new sound for collisions between vehicles and characters. I hope it's like a like a really good splat sound. <laughs> added a new sound for the animation of removing the grenade safety pin. Huh. That's interesting. So a new sound for the animation of removing the grenade safety pin. That's maybe weird. It's like, maybe it's like clothing rustling or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was going to say, there's already a sound for the pin being pulled. Hmm. All right. So care, these well, are bug fixes. Sound. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's Next, we have bug fixes. Characters to fall or glitch underneath a map will now be reset to the ground automatically. That's probably good news for a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) Fixed a bug where the field of vision slider value would be improperly set inside of vehicles in first person. Uh, That could be pretty jarring. So that's regardless of the FOV slider setting. They fixed a bug resulting in clients freezing when changing controls in the options. That happened to me once, and that was rough. Yeah, that's, that's that's not great. Um, so it's, it's good they fixed that. They corrected the descriptions of certain weapon attachments. They fixed animation bugs of other characters after reconnecting to a game. They fixed several bugs related to the spectator mode. They fixed a bug of the breath gauge appearing at zero at the start of the game. Reloading will now cancel if a character loots an item with right-click during reload. 
They fix a bug with the honking sound remaining persistent when opening the map or performing <laughs> other actions while honking. <laughs> Darn. Why'd you fix that one? <laughs> I didn't even know that was there, but now it's sad. <laughs> you may no longer set different features on a single keybind in the options. So no more crouch jumping, apparently. Um, I don't know if that's actually true. I but that's what think I saw is. someone in chat say you can still edit the INI file. Ah. Which, at do-at-your-own-risk, I have no idea what, yeah. what that'll do to you. We won't endorse that. Fixed a graphic bug of the magazine position on the weapon in the inventory screen when switching to a different weapon. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, this, uh, here's some just odds and ends, and then we'll get into the real meat of this. Which is crazy, right? We're getting into the meat of this after all of this stuff. <laughs> they, re- they revised the BP methodology to prevent BP farming and idle users from gathering BP, added first-person leaderboard to all regions with first-person, and NVIDIA Shadowplay highlights now works on Windows 7 Windows 8. However, if Windows Arrow is disabled, it may not work. Uh, so let's hop back up to what's important here. If you're following along in the notes, they've added stuff to the world. Yes. You take this one. All right, so the world. We're going to hit this and the new item, and then we'll talk about them in length. They added foggy weather. So the foggy weather effect will hinder player sight on the map. This weather effect has a low probability to occur. In order to test the weather effect, the foggy weather will have a high chance to occur during test server gameplay, but will be be reduced for live servers. They also enhance graphics of the sky and pre-existing weather effects, and they added a new town east of Stalber. Big stuff. A new town. Let's hit this new item, and then let's talk about all this. Yeah, sure. So they added a new item. It's a new weapon. It's called the Mini-14. The Mini-14 is a lightweight and compact 5.56 semi-automatic marksman rifle. The weapon uses sniper rifle attachments for both the muzzle and magazine slots and can take any type of optic sight. This weapon has lower damage stats than other DMRs, which is compensated by very high muzzle velocity and low bullet drop. So let's start with the fog. Yeah. Um, so we jumped in a few tests. Well, okay. We want... <sighs> Sticking in character. <laughs> we... <laughs> As, as you may have watched, our alter egos, our alternate universe selves, jumped into a test match of the fog, and it's pretty interesting. So I was thinking, like legit thinking, ah, it'll just be off in the distance, whatever, right? Holy crap, that's a lot of fog. That's a lot of fog. There's <laughs> a ton of fog, and you need to see it to believe it. And we have that video out there, you can go check it out, but... Uh, when you're jumping from the plane and you're dropping fast, it's not, it's manageable. You can kind of see where you're going. But once you start parachuting, it's like you, you can't see the ground. Yeah, it's like cloud cover. It's insane. It's it's awesome. I uh, love it's, it. It's and once you get down to the ground, so you can. Where, I forget where we were landing. We're trying to check out the new Stalber, you know, buildings and stuff. And we landed, and like I just couldn't see the next town over. Yeah, it's just like obscured. It kind of like allows you to be a little more bold. So we had a bridge crossing that we most certainly would have died oh, trying because yeah. someone was camping it. But instead of dying immediately, <laughs> we were able to hide behind some stuff and they didn't see us do it. Yeah. So it it allowed us to like take pot shots at them because we could kind of see their silhouettes and get to the point where we could without getting demolished. So it's, re- it's really interesting. It's a huge effect. I'm glad that it's going to be not as common yeah I'm, i i i have mixed feelings about that i really like it but running into a lot of it would be probably uh would get old yeah and you die a lot yeah i mean it's i love it right now it's got this they've also got like this really awesome um ambient like howling sound yeah, going it's amazing on. it seems like this is for the zombie mode for yeah sure. yeah and that made a lot of sense w- uh when you mentioned that because i was like what's well, weird that they just added this weird sound it's cool but like Weird, but that makes sense yeah. with the zombies. Um, so it really gets like a, it almost makes it like 
gives the whole game a new vibe, makes it everything feel fresh. Because even in the fog, it's like everything just feels a little out of the normal. Yeah, I know what's up there, but I don't know what's up there. So right. like, it's like I can I know that there's a, a town of that way and I heard a gunshot, but I have no idea what's going on because I can't see it. It's very cool seeing people's silhouettes, um, you know, like out in the distance. It's it's fun to like. To, to know that someone's out, it's a, it adds like a, it just adds like a creepy, like it ramps up the tension factor, honestly. Yeah, so we're shooting these guys on the bridge, and all you see is just the vague silhouette. Like, we both had scopes that were pretty okay, and I think I had an 8X, and I could barely see these dudes. Uh, but I'm taking pot shots at them anyway, you know, like, <laughs> it, it adds for an interesting dynamic. And all they did was back up, and then they were gone. Yeah. So it's a lot more effective than I thought it would be playing the distance in the fog. I think that's actually going to change the game for some people. For sure. I think you're going to have closer quarters battles, but also you're going to be able to escape a lot easier. Well, and those, those smaller circles that kind of force you, you know, sometimes from like peak to peak yeah. uh, on mountains, like it'll be a lot harder for uh, folks to just pick you off. Yeah, pick you off from the opposite mountain. And uh, even things like I remember watching a clip of like uh, Grimm's like sniping some guy from the big mountain outside of Georgia Pole, hitting a guy at like Watertown with a like eight or 15 X and like, you can't do stuff like that in the fog. You just can't. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. So I'm a big fan of the fog so far. I'm hoping to get a little more time in the test server to, yep, before they shut to it mess down. with it before they shut it down. Well, you hear this, it might be implemented. I have no idea. Yeah, but that's true. Uh, what we, what we've tried of it is very cool. So here's the next big thing. Yeah. <laughs> the Stal- Stalber has a new town. Stalber a lot has, of new stuff. Stalber has actually. a new town like east of it, but they also added buildings in Stalber. Yeah. You know, if you didn't know, Stalber is right the, other, the ruins. other ruins um, that sits on the top of that mountain in the uh, kind of top right corner of the map. And it's always been kind of bare. There's like maybe one or two uh, small outposts right on the coast, but nothing in between Stalber and the coast directly east. And now there it is. There's a big town. It's called Kameshki, I believe. I think that's Something right. close to that. It's cool for what we saw. We rolled up to it two different times. It just got completely wiped. And uh, then the third time that we rolled up on it, uh, the zone was coming in. So we just kind of poked around and let the zone chunk us while we and then murdered each other besides blood. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it was, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, because that's by far my least trafficked area in that game well and if you did like a heat map of where i land it's never there yeah and now there's a reason now there's a reason and and now now you can't now you can't drop close to stalber and go well i know no one's coming from here yeah like i know no one will be coming right in this area because no one ever goes here that's not the case anymore there's more strategic value there now so it's pretty interesting how it changes the dynamic uh when we of course when we were doing it like 60 people were dropping with us the whole map was trying to see the new stuff. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what that turns out to when we get a plane that goes over it and goes near it after the hype dies down. Yeah, and they also added just some new, like, smaller little groupings of houses around that coast area. And honestly, potentially, they might have added a few new houses here and there across the whole map because, they, I mean, they didn't mention adding some of these other new little smaller areas. So I wouldn't be surprised to come across a new house here and there. Yeah, there before. we thought we saw some, or saw some changes anyway. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. The gun. The new gun. The new gun. You, I, so I, I haven't actually fired the new gun yet. I know, I tried to give it to you once, but you told me. Yeah, to but it. you were streaming, so you needed it. 
The people needed to know more than I needed to know. <laughs> I got a hold of it the very first game we played, and I loaded it, and I looked at a guy, and I hesitated, and he murdered me. So I didn't even get to fire it. I thought you fired it once. I maybe got one shot off. It was definitely but did it not didn't hit count. Me. No. Yeah. So he murdered me, and then he murdered Fridge, and we tried again. And we didn't actually find it again until our last run through when we had the bridge encounter. Uh, we actually jumped in the water, swam behind him, and killed him as they were coming. I, I killed him. They. Fridgy sacrificed himself and drew them out, and then I murdered them. <laughs> it was beautiful. But uh, I really like that gun. It's got like a almost like a micro Uzi stock attached hmm. to it. Uh, it looks real weird when you start kind of uh, really poking around at it. It feels good to shoot. It's got it's it's got this really good sound. I'm not even gonna try and replicate it with my mouth. But uh, <laughs> clink, <laughs> but <laughs> ping ping. Um, That's a Tarzan uh, reference. Um, don't do that. <laughs> we, we've done enough of that um, <laughs> no so i really like it it felt good to shoot uh the recoil on it wasn't that bad in my opinion i didn't have any attachments on it at all uh except a red dot and i landed a decent headshot that ended up killing a guy right before he killed me and then the zone took me but um i'm interested about the velocity of, uh, about how easy it is to zone in shots from far away or whatever yeah i, I would be excited to get a uh, a four or an eight X on it and really shoot folks at a distance to get an idea. Cause they say it's low bullet drop. I'd like to get an idea how, yeah, how much sure. that is, how different it is. Seems from like an SKS cool. And this yeah. is what we've been talking about. We wanted a new gun to drop in the world. And also the Tommy gun dropping. I mean like whether yeah, or not I haven't seen it yet, but you, I'm excited. You like it. that gun. The fact that it's dropping more often means more, it's a more dynamic gameplay. So yeah. really we have two guns dropping that normally wouldn't. Yeah. More practice with it. For everyone. Yeah. And it's very exciting to see. And I hope that that's how they roll things out. You know, of course, there will still be special guns that only drop in supply crates, but the the weapons that aren't that, you know, that popular or aren't that big a deal, it'd be really cool to have them just drop in the world and then cycle in supply crates for new items. Right. So when you're going to get the supply crate, you're more likely to get the new gun. Uh, I think that's pretty dang neat. So, yeah, I'm a fan of the new gun uh, for just from watching and, and, and seeing it. It looks really cool. I'm excited to try it out. Yep. I'm excited to get more practice with it. So that is so <laughs> that marathon, that 20 minutes of us talking about notes, uh, huge, huge patch notes. That that is it. If you want to read it, it's in the it's in our notes, and I would suggest you read it because all the key bindings and stuff like that, and take a look at the settings once it rolls out yeah. um, to the main server at least. There's lots of cool stuff they've added, lots of features that are going to make your game better. I think. So definitely check it out. So that's all we're going to do for news. So this next section here is, so David and I, believe it or not, play other video games. Yeah. It's crazy. And so we don't want to spend a lot of time talking other games, but we think when a cool game comes out or something we're interested comes out, uh, we might do a small section here of just like, hey, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? And so this past week or a week, a week or two ago, uh, the PC beta of Destiny 2 came out. Of course, I didn't get to try it. I have it installed still, but I didn't get to try it. (laughs) But I got to try the PlayStation beta when it came out. So, David, I want, I want to hear your opinion of the PC beta because I'm actually that's where I'm planning on getting this game. What did you think? I really liked it. Um, did you play Destiny 1? I did not. I never touched it. Okay, cool. So I will be interested to hear your thoughts of the of the PS4 beta as well um, and what you thought about the game. But, but as someone who played Destiny 1, I was very much in the camp that I bought it when it launched, mm-hmm. played probably half of it, and fell off for two reasons. One, it had some issues of like... Uh, I think there were some balance issues, but mainly it was a content issue. It felt like there wasn't a ton to do in that game. And 
the other reason I fell off is because I couldn't really drum up anybody to play with. The my my other friends that had the game already had full teams to run strikes and things because there's a yeah. set you know player count you can run things with. So uh, I fell off of it for a while, and then when they released the Taken King, they kind of revamped the entire game as far as like systems, like loot and light levels, and and grind like the way that you grind to level up in that game. So I jumped back in, and it was a way better game. So I had very high hopes coming into Destiny 2, because I ended up kind of turning a corner on Destiny 1 and enjoying it. So I played through the first, you know, the campaign uh, mission that they gave you. You have to before you can do anything else in the game. I played through that. It was really cool. Uh, It seems like they've got a better story this time around. That was another complaint about Destiny 1. Yeah, for sure. It seems like they've, you know, really done some work there to make it a meaningful story. And after hearing... People like Giant Bomb talk about it. It sounds like it carries through, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. But what I want to talk about is the strike that I played. Um, Kev Dog and a buddy of his were kind enough to join me in it. And it was very fun. Uh, We ran Mm -hmm. through it probably. Well, we ran through it once successfully. We actually had to play the boss about four or five times before we beat it. But it, it never felt like cheap. It just felt like we were making mistakes. Get tr- we were trying at the end to just finish him off instead of playing smart. Yeah. But man, that game's fun. The shooting in that feels good. Uh, after I played, you know, it wasn't on PC, so I played it on console. Uh, the first, you know, uh, Destiny 1 on console. So transitioning to a mouse and keyboard for this felt really tight, really solid. Yeah. The shooting feels good. Really interested to hear what you think about that. Because I, I not, I'm not a huge shooter player on PlayStation. Uh, right or, or xbox uh, while like while i can and i enjoy them i've never been i mean i've always been mouse and keyboard and so i know but i know bungie makes great shooters so when i played the playstation i was pretty satisfied with the control but i'm even more excited to see what they do with a pc with a mouse and keyboard so you're saying it's, it's it pretty felt good? very dialed in um i good. fooled around with the one thing i didn't do was pop into the settings and adjust the sensitivity that way but i did swap around my dpi on my mouse yeah. and and found a setting that felt good. Yeah. I imagine if I had just kept the DPI I had and messed with the in-game settings, it would have had the same effect. But no, it feels really tight, really good to shoot in that game. Bungie always makes very good shooters. Like, they yeah. feel good. So it was not really any surprise that this felt good. Maybe just because it's a PC game, Bungie has less experience there. But uh, no, man, it felt great. Uh, the game was fun. I, I think it's going to be a contender for PC for sure. Like, uh, it'll find a very large player base, I think. For sure. I think the, the hype on it right now is already great. So if you don't know, the PS4 version is already out, but the PC version is coming out in October, I believe, late October. Yep. What my experience was, I didn't actually finish the single player. I had to go do something. But the first thing I noticed on playing on PlayStation 4 is that is a really, really pretty game. Yes. It, it uses the hardware to its full potential. Um, I didn't have any slowdown or anything like that. It just felt great. And I was surprised. Like, you know, I don't have a PS4 Pro. I have the original. I'm playing on a 4K television, but, you know, it's just 1080p or whatever, upscaled. It looked amazing. I was like genuinely, I was like, I don't know if my PC can run this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it felt looking at it. And so uh, I'm, I'm super impressed in what they're able to do with the visuals. Uh, the haven't like you said, I haven't played the first one, but my understanding was there's a lot more loot drops. There wasn't really anything going on with that in the single player, right? And uh, so I imagine that I would probably enjoy it more if that's there's something to grind for. Yes, but uh, I felt like the shooting was very, very, uh, very sharp and very. Uh, fair it felt good to play it was fun enemies are cool which i was uh not sure of from just hearing about destiny one i thought they were interesting and and the character design was cool there 
I thought the people you get to pick from the beginning were neat. Again, this is all coming in blind. It might be the same, you know, par for the course for the first Destiny. But I thought, right. hey, these are cool character designs. I'm actually, I'm picking this character because they look cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was that was that was pretty that was pretty fun. As far as like gameplay, like I said, I didn't finish the single player, but I did get to where you you're fighting that wave. Yes. And uh, it's kind of instant. So like some other, I didn't realize like it was really interesting. I was shooting these dudes, and then I a couple allies jumped in, and I thought they were like computer. And then I realized they're just terrible. And I was like, oh, these are actual people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened to me. And so too. it was, uh, it was really, it's really cool how seamless that was. I didn't even realize I was in online, you know? Right. So at this point, I'm optimistic. Whether or not I'll have the time to grind this game out with the other stuff we're playing and having a family to keep up with you guys to play is another question. But. It looks really neat. I'm very excited to try the PC version. Cool. Yeah, and Nathan Fillion does a voice. Yep. And I don't know. He seems like a cool There's dude. There's a guy from The Wire that does a voice. There's lots of talented voice folks. All of that was pretty solid. I had no idea what was going on in that first part. Because <laughs> I didn't play the first one. Right. They mentioned some stuff that I've heard people talk about. So there is that. If you didn't play the first one, you might be a little lost at the beginning, but it doesn't matter. Just shoot the bad guys. It's great. I was going to say, to be fair, I don't really... Can't say that I followed everything that happened, uh, but I didn't care because it was fun. It was a fun experience. Yeah, it was cool. It felt huge, and that was the uh, the part that I that I really enjoyed. So now uh, to very quickly wrap this up, I played, I beat Zelda and Doom, both of them, knocked them out. Yeah, Zelda Breath of the Wild, awesome, really great game. You should play it if you can. And uh, Doom, the new one, the 2016 uh, so Doom good. is super so good. good. It's like. It's way better than it has any right to be, and the story is hilarious and really good. It's, like, super self-aware, and I highly recommend it. So if you're looking for more single-player stuff, those are my two recommendations, and I, I'm out. I'm not going to talk about any other games. Yep. I'm done. Done. <laughs> there. Done. We did it. So anyway, we're going to jump into Supply Crate. Supply Crate is our email section. It's where we answer your questions from the Discord uh, and it's where you answer our questions of the week as well. So uh, we'll jump right into that. David, why don't you take this first one? This first one comes in from SmithBM underscore 2316. And they say, I would love to have the PUBG team focus on optimizing the game to be less dependent on CPUs, just to allow people like myself with lower end specs to be able to run the game better. I think that a lot of people on lower end setups would flock to the game if they could optimize it more. The other thing I would like to see them focus on is to please fix how loud the plane is at the beginning of the game. I have to hit control M as soon as I spawn in on Spawn Island and then unmute the game when I drop from the plane. It's kind of irritating to have the to have that plane be so excruciatingly loud, especially because I like to crank up the volume so I don't have people sneak up on me as easily. So you're in I luck about the, the optimization. Yeah. Because uh, that's in this patch, so hopefully that actually does help you. I'd be interested if you don't mind writing back in next week and letting us know if uh, if it has rolled out, in fact. Let us know what you think, if it has actually changed anything for you. Because that kind of stuff's hard to quantify, so it'd be interesting right. to, to see your experience on that. Uh, as for the Control-M thing, I do the same thing. Yeah, the plane's loud. The plane's super loud. It's I think there should be a slider for the plane. Just the plane volume, that's it. That's fair. I mean, like, I, if I could just set it to, or if I could say, hey, I want everything muted until I drop from the plane. Just that that kind of setting. I mean, it, it's it's kind of a weird bespoke setting, but I, I for me, it's like, it's annoying to, to I hit control M so I can hear you guys talk so we can strategize because the plane's too loud. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, totally, I totally feel you there, and I do hope that they address that in the future. Yeah. Just make the plane quieter. It's not like it needs to be that loud. Right. 
Uh, so I think I think that's that's, that's kind of I, I yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Thank you so much for your your question and comments. And take this next one. Sure. So our question of the week was: uh, If you could do a battlegrounds tournament, what would it be, and how would you structure it? Because well, just curious, you know, if we ever get a custom server, you know, kind of want to hear your ideas. Additionally, we asked, what is heaven and hell for player and uns battlegrounds? Invictus responds to the tournament question. He says, in response to the question of the week, for a tournament, I think the scoring system that awesome Premier League that, that the team drop zone is playing in is solid. Five kills is rightly worth one position higher on the leaderboard. A balance between kills and placement to make it so that water campers and such may last until the top ten but get a worse value due to lack of kills. Preferably with five to seven rounds of games being played total. Score ranks in, rankings at the end. So yeah, I, th- I agree with that. That seems pretty dang cool. Uh, and also, just like to do a shout out to Invictus. Uh, him and a few other guys are working on getting together to play in a tournament, or in a couple tournaments, hopefully. Yeah, they're. Um, I believe they're playing in, like he said, the awesome pre- Premier League. Um, I think it's like nine weeks of play, and they're looking yeah. to you know stick it out through the whole thing. Uh, their first game, I believe, is this. Well, uh, it would have already happened. Sunday. It was this past it'll be Sunday, archived, probably. So, if you want to take a look and see what they did, we'll post about it in the Discord as well when they play. Surprise! We won. No. Yeah. Let's, so let's, they, won. they won. They won. did it. All right. No. They did it. No, let's All right. Do let's do one. Lost. If they didn't win, yeah. just in case. You're oh, fired. Well, guys, you know, good job, guys. You're fired. You know, like sometimes don't, it's not about winning. Don't it's about going code. out there playing a good game. You know. Don't. Yeah, that's right. All right. Let's do one more. We're very mad. Okay. Come on! What are you doing? Get your head in the this game. This is amateur stuff. Get Keep back your in there and start the practicing. Ball. We don't pay you to lose. Okay. We don't really pay them at all. Yeah, but <laughs> there. Now you've got all the responses in case they do win or lose, <laughs> or lose terribly this coming weekend. Uh, so th- that's cool, guys. Thank you uh, for you know naming the team Drop Zone. And for spearheading that and putting that together. In Thank the you. honor of the Discord. Yes. Thank you very, very much. Cool. This next one, I'm actually going to take these next uh, three because they all run together. This next one comes in from JoeP813. If you listened to last episode, or the one before that maybe even, we gave JoeP an assignment, and he (laughs) responded. It's an impossible assignment. It's an impossible assignment, but we we gave it to him nonetheless, and he responded. Uh, He said, Half-Life 3, I'm on it. Oh, crap. I just got a non-disclosure email from Valve. The most I can say is that it's going to be awesome. I'll try to leak some info as development continues, but I'll have to use a pseudonym as I would hate to be pulled off this project. Uh, then Kimple, in response to him, said, let's just call it Full Death Ford. They'll never suspect a thing. <laughs> and uh, then we got a weird response from... from yeah, this is weird. Yeah, from uh, user... From the alternate universe leaking over. Yeah, from user totally not JoeP813 uh, said, I'm not sure where you got Full Death 4 from, but that is their undercover working title. Uh, Valve is going to make a full motion picture or talkie, as the young kids say, but the portal keeps closing and the film they brought back must have gotten irradiated by the Allen belt because it looked like footage from Big Hero 15. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks, Joe, for being a doofus. I love it. for playing along with our dumb thing we did last week. Uh, We appreciate it. I like it. Uh, Yeah, so you can take this this next real question. Yeah, sure. So this one is from Kimple, and he says, if uh, Battlegrounds could be combined with one other video game franchise, what would you like to see? Personally, I would like to see Battlegrounds Bioshock. All the weapons and abilities from Bioshock in the world of Rapture. Uh, And then he says in parentheses here, imagine nailing people to walls without killing them. And then instead of a blue zone, the world of Rapture falls apart around you until ultimately everyone is uh, led towards a certain section or dies. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh-huh. Holy crap. That's a good <laughs> idea. I want to shoot bees at people or whatever that... I want to shoot bees at everyone. <laughs> I wish I could do that in real life. I want to do that in real life. Joe P, get on it. 
Uh, yeah, for real. That'd be cool. Bioshock. That's very cool. Battle I love Royale. that. That could that could be like a weird like I feel like a battle royale type scenario would fit in the Bioshock universe anyway. Like that would be like a, a mini section of a yeah. Level. You got like some you, lunatic like, is like setting people against each other. Yeah, he's just like society. running a whole segment yeah. of the uh, of Rapture and then just starts like, all right, I'm flooding this area. Uh-huh. And so you'd have a drowning mechanic if you didn't get to the door. Yeah, that would that would work very well. Then thanks, Kimball. That's a very cool idea. Yes, thank you. This next one comes in from Jabron Lanes 47. And he says, quote, forgive us our bathtub camping as we forgive those who bathtub camp against us. Uh, if you if you missed last episode, we uh, came up with our own PUBG religion. It wasn't bit. great. It wasn't great. The Episcopalians aren't doing great. Let me tell but you. But you can donate now. Uh, no. No. Uh, if you, you want got- your apocalypse food bucket. <laughs> gonna need some some scratch let me tell you <laughs> you uh he says you guys got hell all wrong hell is you wake up naked with a rock and a torch on a freshly wiped rust server <laughs> <laughs> um and he says uh well i uh he he actually answered that question i'm assuming as he listened and then got to the question of the week because he says i answered one question before i finished the cast and found out it was a question for the tournament question for tournament scoring I don't know exactly how I'd score it, but a good balance of finishing place and kill points to avoid the Evermores or people metting up in the blue. Also, I consider increased blue damage after third circle or so. I, I enjoy the solo ladder season format also, which I've seen with this game and played a bit. If, I feel like the more games, the better for determining slash rewarding skill in a RNG game. I agree. I saw, uh, I believe it was um, Amir Khan, who is the uh, kind of pub, PUBG esports uh, community director in charge of the competitive side uh, tweet a question or a poll on Twitter asking what what's the ideal uh, tournament match length like how many games should a tournament be to kind of find the best team or the best players and uh, you know he had a bunch of different options it was like three four six and eight I think eight's a pretty solid number. Like I feel like six, six or eight. Uh, I think four's maybe a little too too small. You get four crappy circles. Yeah, that's what I was know? gonna say. It's either because because you could have four crappy circles or crappy loots. But by eight, you should have like at least three solid games in an eight game match. Like yeah, for sure. Th- there's there's more chance for better balance across. Thanks for that. That's that's a good that's a good point, and I tend to agree yeah, with you. Thank you. Uh, so this one is from ZV uh, Bryce. I believe it's actually answering the question from last week. Uh, about what game mode would you have if you could, uh, or what would you change if you had the whole team working for you? Yes. And uh, he says, first off, I would fix three-seater motorcycles. I believe that all of us had had interesting experience with those. (laughs) As far as game modes, I heard this one on someone's stream, and it sounded really cool. It would be cool if everyone all dropped on one major city with two of their favorite non-loot crate weapons, a normal amount of ammo, and maybe some level two armor. You could make the city about the size of Pachinki or Yaznaya, maybe bigger, and have about 30 to 50 drop from the plane. It would be much quicker mode where you can get a fast-paced game and maybe get more practice for those who feel like they need more combat situations to be better. Another thing that would be awesome would be a kind of an arcade single-player mode that's meant for practice. You could spawn on any random hill or rooftop with a selection of any gun you want to practice with. Then you would just have a bunch of random bots that would have different running patterns 
that you could shoot at. Some's running straight, some make zigzags, some run towards you and some away from you, etc. You could switch your gun at any time and practice bullet speeds at all the different guns along with their stability, etc. A practice mode like this could be deadly in the right hands. Uh, he said, P.S. Thanks for making good content, guys. This is the only way I can get my PUBG fix while at work. Thank you very much. Thank we you. appreciate it. Yeah. I think those are uh, really interesting ideas, especially I've been thinking about, I was actually thinking about that this week the training mode or having like, like a the bots? Uh, tutorial mode. yeah yeah something that's really cool. even like a range to just like you know while i wait for you guys to join yeah or whatever or i jump on i'm looking for a squad i could jump in the range and uh play with some some guns and practice because i the thing i close range i'm not terrible but i get farther range i've never hit anybody and so it'd be really cool if i could practice in a non uh a non-threatening no sweat area yeah. To, uh, you know, we're, I'm not going to let my team down just because I missed a shot. Right. Yeah. Especially like uh, the idea of practicing shots on zigzags. That's still hard to hit. <laughs> I know it's hard sure. to hit because I can zigzag and get out of situations. <laughs> exactly. So I know it's hard. No, that's a cool idea. I also like your your game mode. That, w- that would be very fun. Um, I think some small close quarter combat matches or mode would be very, do very well in this game. Yeah. This next one comes in from Alessandra. They say costumes would be fun for... PUBG, like everyone, gets bunny ears for Easter or grunge Santa hats. Turkey dinner. <laughs> Pilgrim costumes. A, a full-on plush bunny suit, Highlander-esque, or World War One and World War Two sets. Napoleonic uniforms, Roman centurions, or something Conan. I'd, I'd dig some Conan. That'd be great. I'm all about all of this. <laughs> uh, vampire hunter mode, where vampires can gain life by draining other players. Yes. Werewolves versus zombies versus vampires versus mummies for Halloween. Wizard of Oz, <laughs> Lions, Tin Man, and Dorothy costumes. A predator mode is asking for a lot if lights in licensing, if nothing else, but a mode that lets players have a short-term near invisibility would add even more stress to PUBG. There's a lot that PUBG could be modded into. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Uh, But I don't know if it would ruin the feel of the game or get silly looking. I really like the map we have and having other maps. I wonder if they will have the same slice of life feel or same but different design. It's so perfect as is. True. I like all his costume ideas. It's pretty good. And then uh, they also added uh, that they sent a separate email. I'm assuming this popped in their head after they sent the first. I may have the dumbest idea yet for PUBG. Play as Justice League characters. Wonder Woman can deflect bullets. Aquaman can summon dolphins to ride in places of looking for boats and <laughs> send lightning eels or sharks to attack people in the water. That might be kind of fun, actually. Only if Wonder Woman's got pans strapped to her wrist instead of the bracers. <laughs> All of the powers are pan-based. Yeah. Those, that's, those are good emails. Thank you, Alessandra, for Thank those. Thank you very much. This one comes from Adam. He says, one week late, but my suggestion would be to add throwable firecrackers. This could be a ca- tactical game changer for ambushes or flushing out hidden snipers. And I could be wrong, but also relatively easy to make and integrate. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Adam. That'd be cool. Yeah, I like that idea. That's funny. I think I think that would more be used to just screw with your own team. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Knowing Jacko, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, I think that'd be cool. Some sort of, like, throwable sound mechanic would be neat. Thank you, Adam. This next one comes in from Sam Ward. He said, please read some part on your show. Uh, he says... It's uh, all one word. Yeah. All, all, all one word, all caps. <laughs> hey, David and Tim, I love your show. I would It would be incredible if you cited my email in the Supply Crate segment. Well, done. Not even going to read the your rest of it. Wishes are command. You're welcome. We did you a favor, kid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa, Sam. <Wood. laughs> I love podcasts and I love plug bats, so Drop Zone is heaven for me. I wasn't a gamer, but bought a gaming laptop in order to join a community of my friends all joining the plug bat community. Okay, straight to it. My is, my email is about tactics a la West Point. West Pan, maybe? <laughs> I've been searching to find an advanced guide to plug back tactics, and all I've found are a myriad of various tips and tricks, which are basically just 
initiating the, uninit- the uninitiated into the game. Helping players to zero sights, use boosts, shifting to focus, things we get taught by better players the first day of the game. I would love to know of the existence of a guide or pamphlet that treats Plunk Bad seriously and doesn't just try, doesn't just give 20 tips for gameplay and mechanics, but actually outlines strategies. Things that are usually learned by playing with advanced players over time. What are streamers and plunkback gods doing differently? What mental processes are they constantly considering? Why do they do A rather than B or Z rather than B? Uh, I'm absolutely hungry for a comprehensive tactical guide. Okay, let me work out a few observations I have, I've had playing with a good buddy of mine. Boom, Geo, boom. He's got 800 plus hours in game. Good. Holy boy. crap. <laughs> he's a plunkback guy. Has the game been out long enough for that to be even possible? <laughs> and he's getting one chicken dinner per day on average. Things I've noticed are that he often says, I'm going hunting, whereas I may sometimes favor a more passive style. He hears gunfire and goes toward it so he can eliminate the enemy. He commonly has eight or more kills to my one, if that. Long story short, how do we distill the positioning and tactical knowledge of the punk plunkback gods? Thanks in advance. Sam, plunk bat name, Sandward. Sam, Sam, come join this Discord. Join our I Discord. Seen you there yet. I, th- I, I think he maybe has joined. That name looks familiar. Sam. But if you haven't, join. join. Welcome to the Discord. That's right. If you haven't, Sam, come on. Um, there's a lot <laughs> no, to take I, in. That's a lot. So I think we can, we can hit two of these. I think we can hit the uh, the guide and then the, um, I think the play style. Yeah. So I think the as far as the guide goes, like it, it does feel like there should be something out there at this point. I'm sure someone's doing it, whether or not they're popular. I don't know. Right. Uh, so if if, uh, if anyone wants to help Samward out, if you want to post in Supply Crate and hit at Samward with uh, some good videos that aren't just, like he said, just the initiation, that would be very cool. I, I saw some, someone posted, I think it was Spanky Hunter posted a video about aiming down sights. Yes. That would probably be a lot, a lot of use. So um, I think for that, I think it's just reaching out to the community and finding who's doing this because someone's got to be, right? Right. Yeah, I, I think we've probably got a few uh, folks in our Discord that probably do like i know i played with some folks that have done something that i thought they would have done the opposite but ended up working kind of his a rather than b situation yeah so so i I would reach out to our discord and the community as a whole but uh as far as uh you know running into videos for 20 tips and gameplay unfortunately that's kind of the the format that gets hits views and likes and shares yeah so you're going to be harder pressed to find it, but I bet it's out there. for sure. It's probably just not as popular. If you want someone to uh, critique your video, yeah, of your game, yeah, yeah. if you're willing to stream your game, uh, Invictus and I think I believe a few others are going to help out. Has have made a channel where you can upload your video of your game, and they will they will tell you what you did wrong. I mean, it's going to be constructive, but might be a little hard to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you missed that guy, you know, like you didn't see him at all, that kind of stuff. But uh, if you're looking for that kind of critique or that kind of help. They're doing that free of charge, just uh, just for fun. So if you want to uh, hop on and uh, and get that done, you can hit up Invictus. In uh, what's the channel name? Do you know the channel name off the top of your head? VOD Review Submissions. So video of the day, VOD VOD Review Submissions. Yeah. So if you want if you want to see that, you can go to the channel VOD Review Submissions and uh, just hit them up and ask for what you're supposed to do, and that will help you out. Yeah. And that's it for questions. Uh, our question of the week is going to be what Kimple sent in. I want to know. What game you would combine with Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? Yes. So the Bioshock uh, example being a really good example of what we're looking for. So send that in if you wouldn't mind to mail at dropzonecast.com. Uh, if especially if it's longer, mail at dropzonecast.com is the way to hit us up. Or you can go to Discord, uh, since a lot of you are already in there, and hit us up in the Supply Crate channel. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. 
So yeah, again, our question is, what game would you mash up with Battlegrounds to make an even better game or different game? If you wouldn't mind, rate, review, and subscribe. Help us move up iTunes charts. It really does matter if you're an iTunes listener. It really does help us out. If you're not, you can go to Stitcher and review us, or you can go to Facebook and review us as well. And also follow us on Twitch and Twitter and like us and subscribe on YouTube. All of that really does help. So if you're looking at a way to give back, we, we don't uh, charge for the show, but if you want to help and, and, and you know, just a simple, quick way, that's how you can do it is finding us on social media and adding us or following us on Twitch. Uh, and then tuning in if you can. Join the Discord, uh, discord.jobsomecast.com if you want to come play with us and other people who are really, really neat. We have a great community, very kind. If you're nervous, we have one of the kindest communities I've ever played in. Yep. I don't know how we did it. We're very lucky and blessed to have these guys. So if you wouldn't, um, if you if you were looking for some people to play with, I'd highly recommend jumping in the Discord. Uh, and don't don't be don't be afraid to jump in and, and you know say hi and jump in a game with some people. Everyone we've played with so far has been very kind, and that's the kind of community we're trying to harbor. So if you think that you'd fit in there, jump in. Yeah, get in there. Special thanks to Stairway for the intro music. You can find uh, more music and videos that Stairway creates uh, in our show notes. We link to his YouTube channel. So check it out. He's got the cool stuff there. And uh, we love the music. Thank you so much. Until next time, I'm Tim Catania. And I'm David Johnson. Guys, let's all look at that beautiful sunset in game so that I can I can shoot you when you're not paying attention. <laughs> I need this. He does. All right. Bye. Bye.